0: From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker.
1: And I'm Jennifer Schutt, budget and appropriations reporter.
0: And we want to look at where we are with President Biden's big infrastructure spending plan uh, this week, because the legislative strategy for this, Is really unclear at this point. And Democrats seem really torn on how to tackle this. And there is this this real dilemma now, I think, within the party. Do they shoot for a bipartisan plan as Biden says he really prefers? Or do they go the route of budget reconciliation as they did with pandemic relief, where they jam it through on a simple majority party line vote without any Republican backing. And this has been really tearing at them and they haven't settled on a strategy. Meanwhile, the clock is ticking. Uh, They're really hoping to get something done by the summer, according to Speaker Nancy Pelosi. And it's looking increasingly to me like that timeline may slip because they're gonna need more time for this as as they drag this out, wondering how to tackle it. And the latest... Uh, strategy idea, which which is kind of interesting here, came from Chris Kuhn, Senator from uh, Delaware, who's close to Biden, who talked up this idea this week of sort of splitting the difference here and doing a two-pronged strategy that calls for working with Republicans on a bipartisan bill, which would get you maybe $800 billion dollars of the package, and and Biden's package is over two trillion dollars, and then they would do the rest of the package through reconciliation with Democrats only. So you'd have a two-step process. You'd have to, which would require two bills, could take twice as long. Um, whether that flies, we don't know. But that's the latest idea, Jen. This seems to be a real dilemma for Democrats
1: yeah, this yeah. is something that Democrats have been discussing internally and um, with various White House stakeholders. Since President Biden announced his proposal for this sort of two trillion plus infrastructure package, they obviously have the option of moving through reconciliation. But I think one of the big questions right now is whether or not, regardless of the size of the package or what's in the infrastructure package, whether or not uh, more moderate Senate Democrats like West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, Arizona Senator Kristen Cinema would support anything that moves through reconciliation, they have really been pushing leadership for the last few weeks um, to try to pursue a bipartisan path. And so it sounds like there's some interest in doing that. But really, if you put everything that Republicans support in one package, um, it's going to leave a lot of issues that progressives and the Biden administration and even some moderates want to accomplish um, kind of in the garbage can for the moment. And so I think that's one of the things that the parties are struggling with.
0: Yeah, because, you know, Republicans have really been united against Biden's plan. They just say it's way too big, way too expensive and deals with a lot of stuff that isn't strictly infrastructure to their mind so there's no way they're going to back the full thing and they they this week started talks about their own slim down version that they initially said could cost somewhere between 600 billion and 800 billion dollars some of them backed off and giving any figure a little bit more recently uh, they're really keeping it open-ended as to how much they, it might cost. But clearly, it would cost a lot less than $2 trillion. And they say they would want to pay for it, but without any tax increases. So that's a neat trick, too. Um, so that that if that's all they're willing to do is $600 maybe to $800 billion, the question then is, would Democrats take that as half of a victory Um, and spend time working on that deal and then having to come back on a second shot to do all the rest of it through reconciliation. That's a, that's, that's a tough workload there.
1: I think there's a lot of different issues happening right now. Right. And so if Democrats do decide they want to pursue a bipartisan infrastructure package through the traditional legislative process, Republicans in the House and the Senate sort of need to coalesce around what they would want in a bipartisan infrastructure package. And negotiations on something of that size and scope are going to take several weeks to potentially even a few months to accomplish. Um, And there's going to have to be give and take as there are in any large scale spending negotiations in Congress. And so even if Republicans can coalesce around one infrastructure package, in order to get Democrats on board, they're probably gonna have to also support in the end um, some of what they don't determine to be traditional infrastructure projects. And then how long those negotiations take is, you know, really uncertain. And what the final vote tally would be on any of that legislation is really undetermined. And so I think that's sort of one of the first steps right now is Um, Democrats are essentially taking a wait-and-see approach on what their Republican colleagues want to do on infrastructure. And I think, you know, Democrats in the White House have said that they are willing to give this negotiating process a little bit more time than they did on coronavirus relief. So Republicans in the House and Senate do have some time to figure out exactly what they want to do on infrastructure, But they don't have months and months and months. This is a legislative priority for Democrats in the administration. And as far as anyone has heard from leaders during the last few weeks, they would like this wrapped up most likely before Congress leaves town for its August recess. And so there's time to negotiate. But Democrats aren't going to wait forever until they start advancing this legislation.
0: You know, last year, they did finally do a bipartisan pandemic relief bill, But it took months and months and months, and that's kind of the thing they want to avoid right now, is they don't want this to drag on till the very end of the year if they're they're going to go the bipartisan route. On the other hand, you know, reconciliation has its problems because, Jen, as you pointed out, not all the Senate Democrats are on board with reconciliation, so they may not even be able to do it anyway with a simple majority vote if if they don't even have 50 votes for it.
1: And then one of the issues with Senator Kuhn's idea and some of the ideas to sort of split this infrastructure proposal into two packages, one that would be bipartisan and one that would go through reconciliation, is that if you're going through reconciliation with essentially the pieces that don't get bipartisan support, I think the vote count there is going to be really challenging because if you take out all the pieces um, that Republicans and moderates don't support, you're probably going to be left with more of the left-leaning elements. And then you're going to have not only a vote count issue in the Senate, but you're probably going to have a vote count issue in the House too. And so I think that's one of the things that Democratic leaders in the White House are weighing on this sort of two-step approach where they would do one bipartisan package and then one package through reconciliation is if you leave all of those more left-leaning elements to a reconciliation package, it's, there's not necessarily a guarantee that you can keep moderate Democrats on board and actually pass that through the chambers with a simple majority.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point. You know, the House Budget Chairman John Yarmouth, Democrat from Kentucky, was telling us the other day that he, didn't, he wasn't big on this two-pronged idea precisely for that reason that he he was saying that could really put Democrats in a box, because you would do what he called the easy stuff in the bipartisan bill, and then you'd be left with all what he all the hard stuff he calls it that would be left for a reconciliation bill the Democrats would have to pass on their own that the elements that are a little less popular, um, and so it gets even more dicey. And you know it's interesting Chris Coons the 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 big backer of this two pronged idea. Is very close to Biden, but the White House did not endorse his idea yesterday. Uh, The White House spokeswoman Jen Psaki was asked about it at the White House briefing yesterday. She wouldn't endorse it. She just said something like, "There's a range of views on the Hill right now about how to tackle this, and we're not, you know, we're leaving to Congress the the decision on legislative strategy." So that's kind of telling too, is that is there's not. There's not a wild enthusiasm for 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 coons's idea um, and so we we really don't know which way they're going to go it, there's There's really pitfalls to both a bipartisan bill and a reconciliation route. Coons is trying to do a little of both, and then the problem is how much time do they have? Could they actually get both done? That, that's talking now about passing two bills on top of which Biden has another piece of his recovery plan coming um on education and healthcare stuff that he wants to get done this year so i mean that would be 3 bills i mean it, it really starts piling up
1: if democrats were to decide that they want to do some or all of the infrastructure package through reconciliation getting to those reconciliation instructions isn't going to be as um, sort of easy as it was when they use that sort of fiscal 21 budget resolution shell to get reconciliation instructions for the coronavirus relief package. They have two options at this point. One is to work through the budget process for the fiscal year 22 budget resolution, which is gonna get into debates on discretionary spending, mandatory programs, and tax policy, which is going to be really challenging for Democrats to work through and uh, ultimately adopt a final version of that budget resolution. Or they can go this sort of more confusing and a bit murky route, which is to try to sort of rewrite some of the fiscal 21 budget resolution that they used for reconciliation for the COVID-19 package to do a second round of reconciliation instructions through that. But exactly what and how Democrats can do with that second round of reconciliation instructions remains really unclear. And it sounds like House Budget Chairman John Yarmuth and a lot of other key players in that process actually haven't even seen the Senate parliamentarians ruling in detail And so there's a lot of questions about what exactly they can do with that and how they would be able to advance legislation under that process. And so I think, you know, while reconciliation is definitely part of the conversation, getting reconciliation instructions isn't going to be as quick and as um, sort of carefree for Democrats as it was earlier this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, the complications there are really mind boggling now. Uh, even to to do <laughs> reconciliation, if they decide to do reconciliation, then the question is, you know, you need a budget resolution for that. And then the question is, this, this new idea that Chuck Schumer has of revising the budget resolution for the current fiscal year, this gets really confusing, but that would give them another crack, an extra crack at a reconciliation bill. Um, but as you said, lawmakers really don't seem to understand how that would work at all. They haven't, a lot of them said they haven't even seen the Senate parliamentarians ruling on it, which is confidential. We haven't seen it either, we should say. It's a confidential thing. And so we don't know, and apparently it's not very thorough. It's not very definitive. It leaves a lot of questions unanswered. And so to go that route could be just as really time-consuming, and they're really entering uncharted waters because... It's never been done that way before with a revised budget resolution. And then what qualifies under that for a new reconciliation bill, all of which is very unclear. So that is a whole other dilemma they would have to cope with. And then, of course, as lawmakers point out, um, you know, maybe there's some stuff you can get done through, through reconciliation, but not everything. Folks were, might remember when they did the pandemic relief bill you know democrats were hoping to include in there uh, a doubling of the federal minimum wage and that had to be cut out because the parliamentarian said it violates budget procedure so there's a lot of stuff that democrats want in this package that they might have to forgo if they go the reconciliation route because it's going to violate their budget rules
1: yeah i yeah. think sorting out the infrastructure package itself and then the legislative path it takes through Congress is going to be something that we continue reporting on and talking about for weeks and months. I definitely don't think there's an easy or quick solution here for Democrats in advancing this bill. Um, And so I think this is going to be something that takes a little bit of time. And, in
0: terms of time, I mean, Nancy Pelosi has said she would like the House to pass this by July four, um, which increasingly seems kind of optimistic to me, but we'll see. I suspect the real deadline is is September. Um, I know that the you know the current highway law is expected to run scheduled to run dry, I think, at the end of September. If they have to pass these budget resolutions first to do reconciliation, it might take them through June or July just to get that done, um, and, and then they would, the actual reconciliation bill would be in September. So I have a feeling early fall is more likely the timeline, um, but I don't know. I mean, and right now they don't even have a, a legislative strategy in place, so it's really hard to say. They they they're still weighing both of these options or some some combination of them, as Coons wants. And we're just going to have to see what they decide when they decide it. Um, but it's it's really become a, a minefield here that they're gonna. It's going to be very tricky to navigate, uh, and and may enter some uncharted waters. So that's all of the of the variables in play here that we will be watching for you in the weeks in the weeks to come. That does it for us today. If you have any questions or comments about our podcast, we'd love to hear from you. You can always drop us an email. The address is cqpodcast, one word, at cqrollcall.com. The CQ Budget Podcast is produced by CQ Roll Call, a leader in nonpartisan political and policy news and analysis for more than 70 years. CQ Roll Call is part of Fiscal Note, a global technology and media company. Thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker.
1: And I'm Jennifer Shutt, budget and appropriations reporter.
0: You can always stay up to date by subscribing to the CQ Budget newsletter. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, NPR One, or just Google the phrase CQ Budget Podcast. And we'll be back next week.